Welcome to Loud in Tech, your go-to podcast for the latest in tech and culture news. Today's diverse lineup includes topics such as Emacs Lisp shorthands, cognitive science, Python authentication, and much more. Let's dive into it. Before we dive back into more tech goodness, let's give a shout out to our fantastic sponsors and my personal favorite software in the entire universe, Mason. Picture this, a world where a solo founder can take on an e-commerce giant. Sounds like a superhero movie, right? Well, meet Mason. This AI shopping co-pilot is here to save the day. Mason swoops in to guide shoppers as they shop, making sure they find exactly what they're looking for. Did I mention it's like having a secret weapon against the Amazon tax? Oh yeah! Mason will help you break free and skyrocket your sales. Head over to GetMason to join the revolution. That's GetMason.io. And this segment is about tech news. It's time to say goodbye to those pesky naming and versioning issues thanks to a new programming language called Unison. Unlike other languages, Unison uses a unique hash for each piece of code, eliminating the need for namespaces altogether. Finally, programmers can stop pulling their hair out over global namespace conflicts. Whilst it may take time for code-level dependencies to be implemented, we can rest assured in the promise of Unison's exciting new world. Are you a Python user building OAuth and OpenID Connect servers? Then listen up because Authlib has just released version 1.2.1 and it's got some important news. Don't use read the docs underscore data global variable directly, folks. Use JSON, Parson, installations instead because that variable is going to be removed in the future. And if you want a comprehensive guide to using Authlib, then check out their documentation. It covers installation, OAuth 1.0 and 2.0 Jose, and even RFC specifications. So go forth and authenticate with ease, Python pals. Attention all makers, the new Arduino Uno R4 Wi-Fi is here, and it's got everything you need to take your projects to the next level. With its enhanced processing power and brand new peripherals, this all-in-one tool is a game-changer. With Wi-Fi and Bluetooth capabilities, you can connect to the world and control your project from afar. There's even a 12 by 8 LED matrix for some visual razzle-dazzle. And don't worry about losing compatibility with your existing hardware. The Uno R4 Wi-Fi is designed to maintain compatibility with existing shields and hardware. Plus, its built-in peripherals like a 12-bit DAC and CAN bus will give you even more design flexibility. You can even use this board for remote monitoring and control with the Arduino IoT Cloud. So what are you waiting for? Get your hands on the new Arduino Uno R4 Wi-Fi for just €25 from the Arduino store today. Hola amigos, have you ever felt you don't own your data and someone else is controlling it? Abe, a multi-tenant database management system, is here to the rescue. You can create your own databases, work with collaborators, and have read-only access. Abe wants to make it simpler for people to own and control their data without the need of any tech skills. With Abe, you can quickly register, run a single command, and start a server. Amazing, right? Though it isn't fully production-ready yet, it's open-source with amazing features such as SQLite files and query processing. Abe is on a mission to give end-users complete control over their data. So stay tuned for more authentications, permissions, collaboration, and high availability. 
What's up, tech lovers? Get ready to explore the world of ChatHN, the new AI chatbot that makes chatting with Hacker News as easy as pie using natural language. Whether you're looking to up your Hacker News reading game or just want to explore the intersection of AI and open source tech, this chatbot is for you. And the best part? With a one-click deployment option, it's a breeze to set up using Next.js, OpenAI Functions, Vercel AI SDK, Vercel, and Tailwind CSS. So get chatting today with ChatHN, created by the amazing Stephen Tay and licensed under the MIT license. Are you struggling to update your SQLite databases across various devices? Well, worry no more, MySQLite is here to save the day. With MySQLite, you can now synchronize your SQLite changes on different instances of your database easily. As if that's not enough, this fantastic extension guarantees you fast speed, impressive responsiveness, and all the server system features in local first applications. MySQLite is currently providing one-way synchronization, but we've heard whispers of a two-way support system that could be introduced soon. Building local first applications shouldn't be challenging anymore. So what are you waiting for? Get MySQLite now and take control of your local application. This segment is about culture and science. Maya Shankar, a musician turned cognitive scientist, gave a commencement speech at the Juilliard School and shared three lessons she learned. One is to have imaginative courage, like when her mother visited Juilliard, inspiring her to become a student there. Secondly, anchor identities not to what people do, but why they do it, making them more resilient. Finally, make room for awe, because it helps people become better versions of themselves, connecting them to something larger than themselves. Take these lessons to heart and grow into a better version of yourself. Julia Evans, a programmer and writer, has released a new zine titled How Integers and Floats Work. Now, if you are someone who finds binary file formats a bit too hard to wrap your head around, don't worry, this zine has got you covered. Not only does it explain the concept of floating point in simple terms, it also includes a playground called Memory Spy, which lets you view how variables are represented in memory. A print version of this zine is also available for purchase, so you can show off your newfound knowledge to your friends. So what are you waiting for? For only $12, head on over to the Wizard Zine's website and get started on your journey to understanding the fascinating world of integers and floats. Are you a fan of programming languages? Then you'll love James Erie's latest blog post. He takes us on a comedic journey through the history of programming languages, including the introduction of Simula 67, the first high-level language Fortran and Perl. But wait, there's more. The comment section is where the real jokes start to fly. You can even find mentions of obscure languages like Plankalkul and Coral 66. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh at the mostly wrong but still entertaining history of programming languages. Are you tired of your fonts looking wonky and unprofessional? Yeah, me too. Turns out, rendering high-quality fonts is harder than you might think. Some fonts naturally come with bold and italics, but others require some extra work to get those stylings. And let's not forget the importance of supporting different preferences for text rendering. You know, because everyone's got to be different. The article stresses the importance of using the system's native text libraries to get the best results, but warns of those pesky bugs and quirks that come with each platform. So next time you're having trouble with fonts, just remember, it's not you, it's the rendering. Hashtag font problems. And in this segment, we have a bunch of interesting topics. Are you ready to put your thinking cap on? A recent post on John D. Cook's blog has discovered that for every number, there's a base. 
And no, we're not talking about baseball. This base is so magical that it can turn any factorial problem it's given into a power problem. It's almost like a superhero to the rescue. This base is nearly a linear function of n, and Sterling's approximation can easily prove it. This post has it all, folks. A relationship between n and b, Gauss's multiplication formula, and even a delightful observation about c2n, n. So, the next time you see a factorial problem, just remember that a power problem is just around the corner. And we all know how much easier powers are to calculate. Messaging app IRL has been making headlines recently, but unfortunately for the wrong reasons. A recent investigation found that 95% of its users were fake, automated, or from bots. That's a lot of bots and not many actual people. The company had claimed it had 20 million monthly active users, but upon closer inspection, they were caught with their hands in the cookie jar. The company has now decided to shut down. Yes, you heard that right. Shut down. As if that wasn't bad enough, the Securities and Exchange Commission were also investigating IRL for potential securities law violations. It's a tough world out there for messaging apps, but if you want to avoid getting caught for fraudulent activities like this, it's important to keep it real. So you wanted to check out some stock market news or maybe the latest business trends on the Wall Street Journal website. But uh uh-oh, the page you were looking for is nowhere to be found. Did you type in the URL correctly? Better double check. Or maybe the page just vanished into thin air. In that case, let's report it to support at WSJ.com. And who knows, maybe the tech wizards at WSJ will work their magic and bring that missing page back to life. Thanks for tuning in to Loud in Tech today. Tune in next week for more exciting news and updates. 